You're listening to a Sunday morning message by Authentic Church. Good morning. It's lovely to see you all. Today we're continuing our series on the parables of Jesus. And we find ourselves back in Matthew chapter 13, which has no less than seven parables in one chapter. Now, it's worth remembering that Jesus told in, and taught in parables to highlight, highlight how radical and different his teaching was to that commonly being taught by other rabbis at the time. He used everyday situations that people could relate to and identify with, like the parables of the lost coin, the lost sheep and the lost son. We've all, we all lose things and we can identify with how hard we search earnestly until we find them. And then how glad we are when we find them. And Jesus highlights that God searches for us and the celebrations in heaven when his lost children are found and restored. He used things like the parable of the debtors, one who owed much and one who owed little. And maybe again, we can identify with all being in debt at times. And he highlights how the one who was owed much was shown much forgiveness. And then he highlighted how that person went out and demanded money from one who owed him little. He highlighted how God forgives us all. The Gospels record over 30 parables of Jesus. Jesus clearly loved telling stories and using illustrations. And today we are looking at the parable of the hidden treasure. And we find this in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 44. And it is just one verse. And the verse is this. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Now this parable has particular poignancy for me. I had not long been a Christian and a very bouncy one when I made some bad choices. And the consequences of those choices hurt people. One moment I was loved by everyone. Next minute, I felt loved by nobody. At least that was how I felt. I was alone, isolated, unloved and feeling unlovable. And that was all through my own choice and doing. One day I was at work and I had had enough. So I went out for a walk. And as I started, I reflected on my situation, my misery and my plight. When out of the blue, I clearly heard God speak to me and say, I love you. That's all that matters. It undid me and I sobbed broken, but feeling wholly loved, totally accepted and that love was not based on anything I did but simply the unconditional love of a father for his son. 
God was not condoning my actions and choices, but he was still saying he loved me. And in that moment, my eyes were drawn in the distance towards a golden oilseed rape field. It was spotlighted and set apart by the sun against the surrounding fields. It was glowing, a dazzling, vibrant yellow contrasted against a clear blue sky. It was breathtaking. And I felt God say, I am fixing this moment, this memory with this view that you will never forget it. And I never have. You see, this vision, this moment, this memory was and is my field of treasure. God created a memory of a golden field, a memory which God told me I am loved no matter what. This love is my hidden treasure. It had and still has a very profound effect on me when I recall it. It made me realise how much I had sought for and searched for and needed the approval and love of people to feel validated and worthwhile. But in that moment, I realised it was all unnecessary. God's unfailing, all-consuming, unconditional love was mine, even in my lowest moment when I felt unloved, unlovable and unworthy. Fast forward from that moment, 25 years-ish, to June the 15th, 2017. I had been struggling in work for a few years, overworking, underachieving, at least according to my performance reviews, stressed and burnt out on a desperate desire to be recognised and rewarded for the effort I was putting in at work. It was damaging me and I was not in a good place. A friend of mine, a professional life coach and mentor, offered me some sessions to see if they could unlock what was causing me so many issues. It quickly became apparent through these that I was still working hard, looking for validation, and if you like, for love and acceptance and self-worth. If I just worked hard enough, if I just got a better performance review. In that moment of recognition, I said to my coach, I needed to get some prayer, which surprised my coach as prayer was not a typical coaching solution. I asked two good friends to pray for me, warning them that this was going to take weeks, if not months, of prayer ministry to fix me. However, within minutes of sitting down and praying, one person said they had a word from God for me. I was sceptical until they spoke out. It was only one word. That word was treasure. In that moment, I was transported back, back to that walk, back to that field glowing in the distance. 
And I heard the words echoing back, I love you. That's all that matters. In that moment, I was healed. God restored me there and then in that room. Not days or weeks of prayers were needed. Just one word from God. The change was instant. When I next met my coach, they were dumbfounded at the radical transformation. This reminder totally changed my attitude at work. I was set free. My manager noticed a change and asked what had happened. I said I was prayed for and God reminded me that he loved me. That surprised them too. Not a standard performance coaching exercise in the place of work. Curiously, just two months after this, I felt led to and chose to apply for voluntary redundancy, to become a contractor so that I could eventually work full-time for God. And here I am. So you see, I get this parable. I found my treasure of being totally loved by God in a memory of a yellow field and three small words from God, I love you. I had found God's kingdom. So let's look at that verse again. It reads in our translation called the New International Version, the kingdom of God is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went out and sold all he had and bought that field. Eugene Peters puts it like this in another translation called The Message. God's kingdom is like a treasure hidden in a field for years and then accidentally found by a trespasser. The finder is ecstatic, what a find, and proceeds to sell everything he owns to raise money and buy that field. At my moment of utter dejection, At feeling unloved and unlovable, I found God's love. It was lying hidden and I accidentally found it. Eugene Peters says it was found by a trespasser. That could so easily have described me. In my moment of doubt and self-loathing, I was not looking for God's love. I didn't think it was mine to find. But I found it. Or if you like, God found me. I want to tell you today to remind you that God loves you. We remembered at 11 o'clock the people who died in World War I. The people who gave up their lives, who died to save others on both sides of the conflict. It is recorded in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 13. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. God demonstrated his love for us by sending Jesus, his son, who lived a perfect life, sin-free, which he ultimately chose to give up and allowed himself to be sacrificed on a cross. 
through which action he earned for us forgiveness for all the things we do wrong in this life, which separate us from God's love. God loves you wholly, totally, unconditionally, right here, right now. Paul, who wrote so much of the New Testament, wrote these words in the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. You see, God's love does not start when we stop sinning. God loves us right now. So where's the catch? Maybe today you've never known the love of God and you're thinking this all sounds too good to be true. Where's the catch? After all, the parable tells us that the man, in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought that field. So what exactly does that mean? Does God want us to sell everything? No. God does not want your money to earn his love. Psalm 51 verse 17 says, The sacrifice God desires is a broken spirit. God will not reject a broken and repentant heart. God does not want your fancy words or a magic formula. Romans 10.13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What God wants is for you to simply let him in and let him love you. Revelation 3.20, Here I am. Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Maybe you've forgotten his love for you. Maybe today you've known God's love, but you've forgotten that life and circumstances have ground it out of you. Perhaps Without even intending to, God's love like a tide has washed out. And I know how that can feel. But God tells us in the book of Isaiah that a bruised reed he will not break and a smouldering wick he will not snuff out. But despite all the promises in the Bible and all the previous examples of his love, right now you're in the darkness, alone. And full of doubt. Today God simply wants to express and remind you of his love. Bob Dylan seemed to sum up God's response to this feeling. In his song made famous by Adele. And this might sound corny and possibly even a bit cheesy. But today they just seem to fit. When the rain is blowing in your face and the whole world is on your case, I could offer you a warm embrace to make you feel my love. When the evening shadows and the stars appear and there is no one there to dry your tears, I could hold you for a million years to make you feel my love. I know you haven't made your mind up yet, 
but I will never do you wrong. I've known it from the moment that we met. There's no doubt in my mind where you belong. I'd go hungry, I'd go black and blue, I'd go crawling down the avenue. No, there's nothing I wouldn't do to make you feel my love. The storms are raging on the rolling sea and on the highway of regret. The winds of change are blowing wild and free. You ain't seen nothing like me yet. I could make you happy. Make your dreams come true. There's nothing that I wouldn't do. Go to the ends of the earth for you to make you feel my love. Jesus is there in the storms of life. He promises to never leave us or forsake us. Jesus promises that in his new kingdom, there will be no more tears and it will last for more than a million years. Jesus has no doubt about how he feels for you. Jesus went hungry. He was tested in the desert for 40 days with no food. Jesus held nothing back to demonstrate his love for us. You may be on a highway of regret, but truly, if you've never met Jesus, you haven't seen anything yet. This is his kingdom, the kingdom of God that is occupied by people who know God's love and want to share this good news with others. So in conclusion this morning, living in the kingdom of God is to live in his love in the here and now today. It is worth everything. And when you find it, you will feel naturally inclined to give up everything you have to keep it, not through duty or command, but out of love. And when you find that love, you will do everything you can to keep that love alive. Will this mean you will never mess up? No. Will you never get things wrong? No. But never doubt his love. You will never forget the mark of his love, his touch of love. And that is worth selling everything you have, giving everything up to own it. Amen.